Welcome to Israel Suite, everybody. Happy Black History Month. So this is episode one of our Black History series. All of our guests this month will be Black in the wine industry. And today we're talking to Marcia McCall. She has so much experience. She's worked in restaurants, distribution, and now retail. So hear her whole story right here on the Squirrel Suite. Oh, and don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Lastly, we apologize for the sound this episode. There is a slight echo. Uh, It happens sometimes when you're recording with the group, but enjoy the episode. Cheers. Welcome to the Squirrel Suite. It's me and Leslie today. How are you? I'm so curious about um, your blackity black black pancakes. <laughs> so everybody, this month I am pairing black food with black winemakers. So, but not like recipes, not like soul food, stuff that you can find on a shelf. So people who make like black, black people who make black products that you can find on a shelf. Target has the biggest... I guess, inventory of Black producers that I've seen so far. Okay. So I did have to go to a few Targets to find the stuff that I really wanted. Ghetto Gastro is a group of Black chefs. I think they're out of the Bronx. And they started this, like, this co-op kind of thing. And they put Uh out products. So I was able to find them at Target. And I got their pancake mix. It It comes in a little canister. And spicy maple syrup. And I made pancakes and syrup and paired them with a wine that I found on your site um, yes, yesterday. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. And it was, it was so good. It's so, the pancakes are good. They're made of like wheat. So they're, I mean, okay. you're kind of healthy. And the syrup, the syrup is the kicker though. The syrup is the kicker because it's a spicy maple syrup and it has scotch bonnets in it. So you could see it with like maybe a bourbon cocktail, that kind of thing. But it looked good. Yes. And the wine that I decided to pair it with, yes, Narciso out of Kent County, Maryland. And it's their Vidal Blanc. You know, Vidal Blanc is a hybrid grape that tends to be kind of sweet. So it paired really well with the pancakes and the spice and the syrup. So it was awesome. Oh, that's good. Um, and the the women... It's mm-hmm. a sister team. Yes. It's a sister Black team. sisters. Yes. That own the label and they are new to winemaking. And um, I think their production facility or their warehouse is based out of Prince George's County, but they make their, their wines in Kent County. Nice. So I'm excited about them. Yes. We are in full Black History Month um, swing. And I had done a post on Instagram about your favorite um, black wine label. And I was just overwhelmed because you did something very similar. There were some, I was like, I've never heard of this brand. So I'm really excited to go explore mm-hmm. and see um, see some of the brands that I haven't heard of. Yeah, You know, there were some old faithfuls there, which is good. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited about the new ones. Yay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I have a question. So how do you, um, how do you seek out new black winemakers for your wine club? I just reach out to them. Oh, okay. Okay. I just, yeah, I just re I just, you know, we find them 
or they find us. Usually we find them. Okay. Because we do some serial stalking. And then <laughs> um and then we reach out to them because, and this is my soapbox, and one day hopefully I won't be on this soapbox. But many don't have distribution. Mm-hmm. So we have to, it's it's not like I can just go to my distributor and say, Hey, right, do you carry so and so? Because I know they don't. But but can I just take a moment to say, because we do that, that sometimes the cost of that bottle is higher. Huh. And this okay. is and this is why. This is some economics here. When we actively pursue and agree to, and they agree for us to carry their wines, sometimes the cost of the wine is higher because they don't have distribution. And this is why. Um, one, their cost of their wine might be higher because they're doing small batch production and they have to take into consideration the costs that are associated with small batch production, right? So say if you're used to buying a wine that's $13, $14, their wine might be $15, $16. And then if they are on the West Coast and we are based in the East Coast, then we have to have those wines shipped to us. Um, and so usually we're buying at minimum two cases, right? Shipping from the West Coast is extremely expensive. Like it, it we're not even gonna talk about how much it is, but it's expensive, but it's worth the cost. So then if you go to their site and some and and we intentionally try not to beat their prices, right? Because our goal is not to take money out of people's pocket, but to spread the wealth and exposure. So if you go to their site and you see that their bottle is $20 a bottle, right? We might be charging $23 a bottle because we have to take into consideration um, that additional cost, right? We try, we, you know, we're not in the business of gouging people or like overmarking it, but that's what happens when you don't have distribution and you're buying direct from the producer and the producer is not in your hometown. And many other producers are not in the Metro DC area, even though there are more, but many of them are not in there across the country. But it is important to us that we are able to provide those brands. And so sometimes they are higher and we're not trying to gouge you. We're just trying to make it available and that's the cost of availability. So with the distributor, there's other hidden costs, but you don't have that markup because ultimately they are gaining their money differently and they have the power of buying 10, 20 cases where the wine concierge at this time cannot buy 10, 20 cases, right? So we're, we're not doing volume discounting. So that's another reason. Thank you for that. So our special guest has dipped and dabbed in the restaurant industry, distribution, and now she works at a bomb wine shop that you just went to, Leslie. Marcia, welcome to the Swell Suite. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, ladies. 
my two favorite wine gals. Happy Black History Month. Yes, ma'am. Happy Black History Month. Oh, so what a beautiful month. It, it certainly is. So for those who don't know you, tell everybody who you are and what you do. All right. I am Bubbles and Bourbon. My name is Marcia McCall. Um, I've been in the wine industry for almost 10 years now. Um, I'm WSET level two certified, uh, bourbon certified. Um, I've done sales. I've taught classes. I've just kind of put my hand in all the little baskets and pots that you can of the wine and spirits world. Um, I did come from a restaurant background and I just got bit by the wine bug and just started studying and learning more. And then I just switched solely to only wine and spirits and just being in the beverage industry. That's really cool. And we're sitting here in Black History Month and we're talking about Black winemakers. You taught a class. Tell us about the class that you taught uh, some time ago, uh, including Black wine. Yeah, so I did my last class was for Juneteenth. So I did a Juneteenth Black and Wine class. And I had at least about 10 to 12 different black wines um just from all over south africa i always support local too leslie helped me out a lot with most of those wines she did provide a good portion of those wines um i had like kyle burke's chardonnay she's also local she her wines are under naked wines um i had longevity because that's my favorite of course, you got to have McBride Sisters, Black Girl Magic. Just It was just Black, Black, Blackity Black, all the Black wine. What are you up to now? I've been drinking very progressively lately in the D.C. area at a new store. So if you know, you know, do your research. But, you know, there's a new wine store in D.C. Gotcha. Wait, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want us to talk about what are some of our favorite Black winemakers Give like three. Ooh, okay. So anything so long. I had the pleasure to meet him recently, like while we were getting ready for opening. And I fangirled out, honestly, because I saw him next to TJ Douglas. And I was like, huh, there's two TJs. And then it, like my brain clicked. I was like, oh my God, that's so long. And I was like, big hug, like hi, like was like giddy the whole time. I was like, I just love longevity, block the blanc. Like anything he makes is like my favorite. Um Geez, I also love, oh, we launched uh, iBest Wines at our opening. That was really good with Ingrid. Uh, I love, I mean, there's so many. I like I had a little Chaos Theory, House of Brown is one of my favorites. Uh, Their blend with the Zinfandel and Primitivo, it's just, I love it. Now, Leslie, which one of yours? I know you've been drinking a lot of black wine. It's like picking between your children, right? Um, Oh, man. It just, it depends. I Okay, so I really like Aslina's brand um, from South Africa. Uh, I, I think her story is amazing and her wines are delicious. Um, any, any of her wines, you can pick any, any of her wines. Let's see. Uh... Recently, we have been drinking um, Raymond Smith's wines, Ray Smith, out of um, um, out of like Sonoma, Central Coast. I don't know that one. You know that one? It's Indigene. I I bought the rosé, so I cannot wait to try. Okay. Yes. And he probably probably by the time that this airs, um, three of his wines. 
were rated 90 plus recently by um, wine enthusiasts. And he has a sparkling, which I'm trying to figure out how to get this sparkling. He has a Blanc de Blanc called Cat Eyes. That is amazing. Oh, I, I told you about this one. We we are, and, and I'm not just saying this because we are doing an event with Kendra Dion. Um, but recently I had her Petite Man saying, which is definitely such a mid-Atlantic grape or what have you. You don't find it often. And it's just such a beautiful, unusual, you can't put your finger on all of the characteristics of the grape. And she does a great job with that. So that's three. I could go on, but I won't. My number one will always be Andre Mack. Mm. I'm obsessed with him. Um, all of his wines. <sighs> It's, I can't even pick my favorite one, but I love all the stuff that he makes. Um, second, ooh, this this is tough. This is tougher than I thought because I thought I had him, but shout out to the philosophy girls. Yes. That's mm -hmm. what I'm drinking now. Are I'm you? What are you having? Drinking. I have the philosophy red blend. I love it. Mm -hmm. They're going to be so happy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I just had it. Um, what's today? Oh, today's only Monday. Oh, I just had it Friday, and um, I corvid it, and it's still holding up. Like it's a wonderful red blend. It's um Cabernet, Petite uh, Verdot, Merlot, Capronc. It just has all the great things that I love. Like all my favorite reds. Yeah, and they're from Baltimore. I, hey, right. Hey now. Um, so. Lastly, I'm gonna just throw Brene out there. Everything that Brene oh, yes! picks, creates, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. she does, I'm like, whatever it is, just take my money. Yeah. That's that's yeah. how I feel about Brene. Well, you, you know, it's funny because long, long ago when we were baby podcasters, I still remember the interview with Andre Mack. Like that was yep. So cool. And he had just like really started opening up in New York. You know, he is a really good, a phenomenal winemaker and um and just extremely creative, not only with his labeling, but the grapes that he chooses to make yeah. um that you you don't see on the counter. And so you had to explain to people like this is yeah, this is fine to try. Yeah. There was a winemaker that was on this show that said you build a business then you make the wine and i think andre mack is the perfect example about that because he sold t-shirts to fund his winemaking mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. so you're right about the creativity but he's definitely people don't realize how expensive it is to make wine if you grow grapes or not Listen. exactly yeah I'm yeah. trying to, I got scratch offs. I'm doing every day. Just like, come on, let me get my lucky pick. I'm just ready, ready to get into this life. But I agree. I love Audrey Mack too. And I love OPP and you know me and Love Drunk is like one of my favorites. My weakness is always going to be Gamay. So when he started making Gamay, I'm like, oh, you just, <laughs> I mean, do you want me to propose? What is happening? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and I love how like, because, you know, then it's that throwback to school days, the gamma rays. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So question for you guys. How do you keep up with all of the Black winemakers? I know, Leslie, earlier you said you guys research and you go after, um, go after them. Is there 
Is there another way that you like keep track of who's coming out with what? I look at Leslie. I'm always on the watch on Sears. I'm like, okay, what she posted about now or the AAV Association, um, social media. But most of the time I'm like, what's Leslie posting about now? <laughs> and it's funny, people, people, people just assume that I know, which I don't. I don't have the bat signal for like, are you making wine? Give me a call. Um, so then people are like, <laughs> oh, have you tried this? I'm like, nope. But I'm going to go check it out and see what it's like. So yeah, people just people will tell me, "Oh, you have to try this, this person, what have you." So that's how I I find out just from you know word of mouth. I love it. For me, how do you find out, Sarita? Yeah. So I find I find out a few ways. First of all, I follow all of the organizations that represent diversity. So. The, your Roots Fund, uh, all of those groups that are funding like up and coming winemakers, I watch everybody. I mean, I watch everybody because we have a podcast and I'm always looking for that next guest kind of thing, but I'm always interested to see who's going to make wine next. So uh, just, I watched Justin Treby. Well, you know, she was on our show early on when she was sort of just working in a winery and to see what she has now just making her own wine and just giving her, you know, happiness all over the place. It's, it's, it's wonderful to see. So I definitely follow groups. I definitely follow Miriam who was uh, on the podcast. Anyone who represents diversity fund who funds up and coming like winemakers. That's how I find out. Have you guys ever seen black wine in restaurants? I have. Yeah. Which ones have you, have you seen? I mean, it's few and far between, but I like to go to the Lyles. Um, they always have a good representation of um, Black anything, like even to their spirits. Um, that You can find like your Sun Goddess there. You can find um, your McBride Sisters, 10 and 1 Rum. You can find uh, Michael Lavelle. Like it's just so many. They have like a good representation. I just really enjoy it. And the food's good too. Good brunch also. Got you. I haven't been there. It's on my to-do list. Oh, come on. We got to go. Let me know when you're ready. <laughs> Leslie, have you seen Black uh, winemakers at restaurants? I have. Yeah, I have. I've I've seen it in Maryland. Um, I'm trying to remember. Because you like when you see it, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, right. they are here, which is cool. Um, and then in Montgomery County, they have the whole um, preserve or what have you, where it's an incubator. I don't know if you know about this. I don't. But it's like, a, it's an incubator. Montgomery County has been extremely progressive and um, I'm calling it the preserve, but it's, it's not called the preserve. It's the agricultural reserve, right? And um, it's farming and wine there. So many new winemakers are able to make their wine out of there. And so they don't have the startup costs that many, um, that a winemaker would have, like all of that equipment costs. It's the co-op and they're able to make them. So in addition, for, there's a couple of black winemakers that work out of there um, and they have a restaurant and a country club mm -hmm in the golf course and so at their restaurant you can try their wines at their restaurant there so even if you don't go to do like a tasting 
you can try it at their restaurant there. That's really cool. I honestly, the only thing that I've seen on a restaurant list, and this was a long time ago, was LVE, which is uh, kind of black, but you know. But you know, it's funny that you said like LVE is, you know. Oh gosh. Are you <laughs> right. So, but no, but listen, listen, listen. This is, see, this is how, and this is great. This is how far we have progressed, right? Because when LVE first came out, we were like, Woohoo, LVE, right? You know, mm -hmm. like, um, you know, a black wine producer, mm -hmm. and we're going to try it and support it, and da 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 da. And that was a few years ago, right? right? And now we're like, oh, we have people who are actually producing their own wines. Right. And, and so we have a different level of discernment, which I think that's great because isn't that is where we want to progress to like, that's what we're trying to do is make this more mainstream. So I think it's an excellent evolution of where it was just less than five years ago to where it is now. I agree. I mean, LVE has definitely come a long way and we were excited when it first came out because it's like, oh, John Legend. And I don't think people talk enough about the difference between being an actual winemaker and a wine brand. And when we did that whole series um, with Washington State, we had winemakers and the mm -hmm. brands on the show together. And we yes. talked about the differences in the way they work together. So, I mean, if if you'd like to go back and listen to those episodes, that'd be great. But yeah, it, that was super fun. Just talking to both, seeing both sides of it. And there's, there's still a lot of um, vineyards that are producing the grapes. There's a lot of brands that use custom crush methods or what have you. And, um, and, and that is a lot of new winemakers and even some experienced winemakers there that's how they were able to get into it and overcome a lot of that cost barrier or that equipment barrier that they just could not you know couldn't and didn't have all right so we have a fun this or that the black tv movie edition okay here we go we can all jump in Girlfriends or living single? Living single for me. Because girlfriends, they really like each other, I feel like. And there was some episodes, also, like, they're not really friends. Girlfriends is a terrible rewatch. I, I, it was painful for me. <laughs> terrible. For sure. That's what happened to me. That's what happened. I was rewatching and I was like, do y'all really even like each other? But sure. I will literally watch Living Single like once a year around fall time frame. I just always go back. Love it. Leslie? I would say living living single. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, school days or higher learning? I um, never seen either one. And so you, I started I to knew watch school that that was going to be an issue. I knew it. I was like, what? She, yeah, she's kind She's kind of young. I don't know. But I'm going to throw it out there anyway. <laughs> but so I had the day off. I started to watch school days. Because I'm familiar with some Spike Lee movies. But when it got to the singing, I couldn't do it. I don't always like musicals. 
so I started higher learning and I'm almost done. I got like 10 minutes, 20 minutes left. And I'm just like, oh, this is so good. And it kind of uh, still stands up to like today's society, which is crazy because it came out in 1995. Okay. So your answer would be higher learning. Higher learning. <laughs> yes. That, was, that is my Sorry, yes, that is my it's answer. Not, it's learning. not that much singing in school days. It's a few songs, but it's not a whole lot. I, I wasn't ready you, for it, and I just had to get out. <laughs> it's honestly a pretty dark movie. It, it is. is. It's it's a super dark movie. It is. Yeah, but um, All it's right. it, I, it's accurate. It's accurate. Okay, onto an Maybe. HBCU. It's it's accurate. Yeah. Maybe I'll circle back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. The singing here throw you off. I got it. Leslie, what about you? Uh, school days. Yeah. Definitely. Like yeah. school days. School days came out my freshman year in college. And it just Wow. Like, so you were wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I am old, old <laughs> Yes, it came out. I was that just like you know, and um, those who are familiar with like Greek associations and what have you, and it's, mm -hmm. it's too bad Glintz isn't on this call, but when I entered college, they still had the open pledging. Yeah. And so you saw the people in um, the lines, in the trench coats, and the wow. da 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 da. And then I think my sophomore or junior year is when they changed the intake process. Whoa. So I got to see both of them. Mm -hmm. First of all, that's amazing. That is amazing. Oh, and fun fact. So I went to the great Morgan State University in Baltimore. And Morgan State, they're founders of G5G, which is the fraternity that the whole movie is about. So not many people realize that. Yes, group by group. <laughs> I met this old old dude than me um, at Coppin and he was a G5G I was like oh my god like yeah yeah I was and and so I mentioned um a friend of mine is one he transferred from Hampton mm -hmm. where he had played G5G and I it, it's such a small fraternity yeah yeah that, um, that uh they um he was like yeah i know him what have you so yeah so iota's you know the brown uh the fraternity mm -hmm. with the brown if y'all are not familiar but the iota's and g5g were founded on morgan's campus so very very interesting okay this is a tough one for me blackish or the cosby show that was definitely tough for me too because I grew up watching the Cosby show. Yeah. Um, and then I went through Blackish. So I'm going to have to go with Blackish. Respected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's really hard. That's uh, Leslie, what what is your answer? It was definitely hard. <laughs> I had to go with the Cosby show because Clara Huxable was the first one to read somebody on TV like okay. nobody's business yes. with a smile and like, here you go. Here's your bags. You can get to pack it. And sometimes in Spanish. Yes. Yeah. This was tough, even though I respect Black, Black is so much. I love, mm -hmm. love, love that show. I'm going to go with the Cosby show. 
The Cosby Show is actually a really good rewatch. I have friends who's uh, who have like growing like kids, like five and six years old, that they're introducing them to black shows. So and Cosby Show is one of them. So it's I don't know. It's such a good show. It really is. So I'm yes, yeah. Cosby. Barring all of the politics, child. ignore what you know now. Child, child. But yeah, that was a very good show. Okay. Here's a movie. The Best Man or Brown Sugar. Sarita, you're killing us today. I know. It's hard. It's supposed to be hard. Another tough one, because I used to watch The Best Man all the time, but yeah. recently I've been watching Brown Sugar a lot because, yeah. like, you know, it's her love letter to hip hop, and we sure. fell in love with hip hop, and I love hip hop, especially old school hip hop. So for me, Brown Sugar. Yeah. Final I, answer. <laughs> I have to agree with you because when you worked at the restaurant, uh, I forgot the name, mm-hmm. Shaw, girl, your R and B playlist was hidden. Hidden. Okay. I still remember that. I love the vibes. You know, you just read the room and just fall in love with the vibes. Yeah. Yep. Leslie, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with brown sugar. Okay. Got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, This is very tough because me and my husband, we have like personal ties to brown sugar. We kind of met when brown sugar came out. So it was very, yeah. we had like several, like, yeah, it was a, it's a whole thing. So I do have a connection to Brown Sugar, but The Best Man is just an overall good movie. It's a yes. really, really good movie. Yeah, so. franchise now too. It's like oh, you got the Best yeah, Man the whole, Holiday, yeah. the there series. You go. Yeah. So I'm going to go with The Best Man. It's such a good damn movie. It is. Movie. It is. I mean, it's a tough question. So y'all can blame Cat Williams for this next one. Oh, Lord. Hanging with Mr. Cooper or the Steve Harvey show. I guess the Steve Harvey show. Yeah, Mr. Hanging with Mr. Cooper was like a little too corny for me. It was like a little too much. But um, I did. I mean, I just growing up, I did watch a little more. I think it maybe about teenage years. Steve Harvey show, maybe a little younger. So Steve Harvey show. Um, I'm gonna have to say Hanging with Mr. Cooper one because I never really watched the Steve Harvey show. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was a solid cast. You know, you had Holly Rod on there, young Holly Rod. So, definitely, yes. I um, I well, and you called it corny, Marcia. I think um, the Steve Harvey show was pretty corny too. I um, they're I mean, they're both, you know, very corny sitcoms. But I didn't want to go with Hang on, Mr. Cooper. I think he's just a funnier guy overall. So that is my answer. Marcia, these are also throwbacks. Okay. okay. I, I don't know okay. if you've seen them, but we're going we to talk about it. Okay. Listen, Do I did my research. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> New God. Jack City or Above the Rim? New Jack City because I've never seen Above the Rim. Okay. Go watch it. You got to watch it and let us know what you think. I oh, my two goodness. movies to watch now. Yes, you do. <laughs> It, it that is not even a decision. It's New Jack City. I mean, yeah. you, you got yeah. yeah, Pookie. You got Christopher Williams when he was fine. When light skin was in, I mean, mm-hmm. 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 I, everything, everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm also gonna go. Even though Above the Rim was also star studded, 
it's to me it was a very memorable movie but um new jazz city is too many quotables it's it's oh yeah it, you have vanessa williams in there come on mm -hmm. i mean yes. it's too yeah. solid of a cast and then and what's the her name Mich michelle michaels the 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 lady with the it's just too many names in there new jack city hands down yes and the soundtrack i mean oh, of course yes. of course a whole genre of music was inspired by them come on yeah. now mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah Okay. I'll easily listen to that playlist. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jamie Foxx or My Wife and Kids? Different shows. I thought Jamie Foxx show, for sure. Yeah. I really have you watched Jamie Foxx. Have, have you watched show. either of these shows? I did. I watched My Wife and Kids. I thought it was really cute. I'm going to go with the Jamie Foxx show. It's um it's it's underrated because it's compared to so many other shows like Martin um around that time. But um Jamie Foxx, when he, you know, when he was nominated for the Oscar and everything for Ray, he had just come off the Jamie Foxx show. And um and they they were like, You don't know how to act. And he was like, What are you talking about? I just, you know, I had a successful show. And he's and they said you don't know how to act for movies like you're overacting that you would do on TV and so he basically had to like learn movie acting versus TV acting when he took the role in Ray. Interesting. Huh. Mm -hmm. How about that? There is a difference. That was a gem he just dropped. Yeah. Yeah, because I agree, he was definitely overacting in a Jane Fox show. You're you're getting the laughs. You're doing it for comedy, right? But you know, Ray's a more serious role, and he did his part in that. Oh, that man can sing. Oh, for that sure. man can yeah. sing. Okay, yeah. yeah, he needs his flowers for that. Yeah, and it's good that someone told him that, and he actually studied to do that because a lot of times, well, this is the this is the Tyler Perry part of it. You know, he brings on people from plays into his movies and does and doesn't show them the difference in the acting. And it's clear there is a big difference in acting in the play. The projection of your voice alone is different when you're in a play versus a movie. So, yes, that's a really good point. Yeah, being with someone who is an actor, like there is different levels to it because I've seen him do his comedy. I've seen him do his theater playing, his theater voices like. He definitely has this different range in acting. I've seen him on TV now. So it's like, like there's, and I've seen him practice from home. So it's like, there are different levels to acting as a role. Do you run lines with him? I'm not allowed to. He said, I'm not that good. So, you know, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I might, I'm in my feelings. I'm always like, let me help you. And he's like, no. And Sarita, you heard his voice. Like he commands a room he does. when you hear his voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he definitely <laughs> does. American Gangster or Training Day? You should see Leslie's face. <laughs> Y'all should see her face. Got to pick between my Denzels. Oh my goodness gracious! Marcia, you going first? You Marcia, you going first? I had to take Wait. a sip of wine and think for a second. Mm -hmm. So I think American Gangster because I love the soundtrack also um with jay-z i think american gangster final answer <laughs> so i don't know if you've ever heard the real life american gangster uh denzel you just transformed that role because that individual oh he was something else 
Um, I I'm gonna have to say uh, training day. I'm 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 so conflicted. I'm so conflicted. Yeah. Ooh, training yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, it is training day for me. It is probably. Uh, if I were to name my top 10 movies, Training Day is like number two or three. Well, I have a I have an honorable mention that we didn't bring up. Please. And that is Love Jones. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, what you going to compare that to? Of, I know. It is a movie of the generation. It like, is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but. Yes, but what? I, I feel like me along with Blue Toxic. <laughs> Well, sure. That's because that's real. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. Wait, a good but one. they both were though. They both were fighting. Yes, it. Yes. yes, but <laughs> yes, he he is... he... that other homegirl up in it. Don't get me started. Oh my. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Marcia, what's one of your favorite black movies? Right now, what comes to mind is like Love and Basketball. Um, sometimes because the family favorite and tradition, like the Wiz, does Purple Rain count? Sure, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, I feel like that's the like those are the, like the first three to come to mind right now. That's fair. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Um, since Leslie said hers, you said yours. Let me see mine. Um, okay. I actually, y'all, I really love the photograph with Issa Rae. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it reminds me, it gives me the same feeling that Love Jones gives me. Um, soundtrack, amazing. Um, yeah. It's just shot really nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to throw that one out there. It's a new one. I, I like the photograph, though. Let me add that to my list. I got oh, three movies Girl, now. you ain't see the photograph <laughs> either? Child, I had I to see that in the theater. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I had to get yeah. to the list. This was really nice talking black, all the blackness with you guys. Marcia, before you go, tell everybody where they can follow you. Uh, you can still follow me on Instagram at bubbles underscore in underscore bourbon. Um, also, I'm on Facebook, bubbles and bourbon. And um, yeah, those are like my two social media platforms that I'm on. Um, that I follow. I feel like anything else I just can't manage. So I have two. <laughs> Leslie, any final church announcements? Definitely if you are in the DMV area or if you want to fly in for this. Um, we are doing uh, black wine tasting. We are tasting through a number of wines. And um, Kendra Dion from 511 is going to be there, our, our featured guest, and she's going to tell us her wine origin story, which is always interesting. Always. We get people crying in the room. It, it, not saying it's fun to have people crying, but it is a good time had by all. And that is on February 16th. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, everybody just follow me. I'm talking black shit all month. Black wine, black food, all the things. And that is about it. Awesome. Happy food. You've been listening to the Swirl Sweet Podcast, a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vine Me Up Media.